entertaining, a dazzling escape. Wow. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, my, my Michelle Live. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, hey. My, I'm here with Adam Holtz. He is with Plugged in Movie Reviews, but he's kind of like my co-host, Tom, this time of the week, where we take on movie news and reviews. Yep, Adam Holtz. Thanks for joining in. How you doing? I'm good. I was just having Max Hedrum flashbacks with my my, 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 my <laughs> And actually, like, three-fourths of your audience probably has no idea who Max Hedrum even is. I was in a meeting that. last week, and I was the oldest person in the meeting. I'm like, how did this happen? It's a little weird. <laughs> how did this happen? I don't identify as old. <laughs> no. I just identify as a child of the 80s. It's totally different. And that's perfectly okay because we're you were tougher back then. Right. I'm just saying, yeah. That's right. All right, right. let's get into some news stories. Entertainment news. This is kind of an awkward one. Amy Grant is defending her decision to host a same-sex wedding on her property. She said, I love the brides beyond just loving them. She said they've been a blessing to the family to show us that love comes in all kinds of packages and such. It's indicative. Now, Amy Grant is a longtime Christian singer. She was like the darling of Christendom, probably 70s, 80s. Um, So this has been a bit awkward, even even Franklin Graham had come out saying you can love people, but you still have to stay strong on what the word of God says. And it's indicative folks of that very hard balance that people of faith are trying to walk right now, loving people saying, love who you're going to love, do what you're going to do. But the Bible says this, and I still have to stand right. as for me and my house, this is what we do. Right. How And how you do that is really difficult. Who am I to judge Amy Grant, but still, I can look at what she's saying and say, well, this is, yeah. Yeah, there's so much we could say about this. And I am I'm hesitant to pile on Amy Grant because it's Amy Grant. But I think you're right. And we have to say, Scripture talks about being people of grace and truth. And Jesus said he was a person of grace and truth. And the woman caught in adultery, a whole bunch of guys want to stone her because that's what the law said. And Jesus says that if you're without sin go ahead. And one by one, they all leave. And Jesus says, where are your accusers? Where are these guys at? And and then he says, neither do I condemn you. And, but then what does he say? He says, go Go and leave your life in sin. Right. And so I love that story because I think it illustrates incredible grace and the courage it took for Jesus to defend this woman whom these religious leaders thought they caught her red-handed and they thought they were trying to do a gotcha on Jesus. But he plays the grace card first, if I can, if that's not too offensive a metaphor. But he doesn't let her off the hook for the reality that there's still truth. So there's forgiveness and he doesn't condemn her, but he does call her to live differently. And I think as you talked about walking that, that tightrope, it's hard. Because we live in a culture that says nobody has the right to call anybody to live any way at all. And it's more like the judges. You and I have talked about that passage from the Old Testament multiple times. Everybody did what was right in their own eyes. So it feels like Amy is doing what's right in her own eyes. And I don't know her relationship with these women. I don't know that she would even say if you had her as a close confidant, I don't really think homosexuality is the right way, but I'm trying to affirm 
my friends in this relationship. And I uh, love them. It, and you and know, I love them. They're me on the different side of the cross of their right. belief system. And I want God to, there are people in the church that make judgment calls and they're divorced. That's right. not God's ultimate design. We fall out right. of God's perfection all the flipping time. So I would just like. Now, all I have to do is get up. <laughs> right. And here it is. I, if I had a wedding venue, everybody's welcome because that's really the law. If you're going to ask me personally, what is, what is a marriage? I would say well, it's between a man and a woman. You make your commitment, you do you. And, but I don't mind praying, you know, personally and saying, you know, I hope that God, perfect will finds his way into your life just like i'm praying it over me but before i come really hard at you i need to clean up my own thing and put my stones down that's right but as a society we can still espouse those values tony dungy has come under fire as well for making comments even being part of the march for life we need to applaud people who stand on conviction their convictions and also reach out and love but instead what we do is we persecute him them look at this guy mall of america this this is is a crazy story this is a crazy story he's wearing a jesus saves t-shirt at a mall of america and he was asked to take it off or leave really And if you read a little bit further, the, the extenuating circumstance here was he was kicked out like the week before for some kind of issue that he had with patrons. And I don't know whether that was like aggressively evangelizing people. Time and place people. I get time and place. I have such a problem with the Jesus screamers. They're the people at the games with the big megaphones. And I've seen people trying to go up to them and harass them. But I've also seen people trying to go up to them and ask questions and they don't care. They're just there screaming their message. Time and place. I get it. But the fact that the but guy has a that, Jesus saves that, no, T-shirt and, and, alone, come right. on. No, and, and hear me, I'm not in any way, shape, or form trying to say that was okay. I think that we're seeing increasing intolerance in our country for, for Christians. And I'm not going to say that we're under persecution in the same way that somebody who's a Christian in China might be. At this point, we're not ending up in political prisons to because of our beliefs but i think the cultural climate is just growing increasingly hostile toward christianity i think we can lament that and that's not a good thing but i'm also mindful that scripture says don't be surprised when people hate you like that we're proclaiming something that basically says we all have a sin problem that needs to be dealt with, and you actually don't have the means to deal with it on your own. And instead Only in Jesus. our society, we're celebrating that, that sin oh, and yeah. not allowing anyone yeah. else to say anything else. Final story I wanted to take on today is you may know singer Kayla Jones. She was once a pussycat doll. She's discussing that she had three abortions, and she says, I regret it. One of them, she had 
huge complication. She could have died. But she said, you just go. No one tells you that you could have regret. No one tells you that it's painful. No one tells you that years later it's going to eat at your soul. And it's also eaten at the soul of America. It's one thing to say that I support choice, but it's a whole other thing, Adam, when you don't allow people to have all the information so that you can make an educated choice. Your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. And obviously abortion is one of the huge hot button issues of our time. But I also think it's unequivocal that God has made us in his image and that every life has sanctity and dignity and value. And yeah, an unexpected or unwanted pregnancy. I'm not a woman, so I want to tread carefully. But I also would say that life has value. And that's an, and you that to- child didn't do anything wrong. And it, it's, I appreciate when someone like this saying, what was her name, Kayla? Yes. That she has the courage to not just tow the progressive party line, because I've seen a lot of actors and or actresses lately who've come out and I had an abortion and I'm proud and thank goodness for that, or I wouldn't have had this awesome life that I have. And I'm like, you can't well, can you just say that with me too. Then I, I had, I was on the casting couch and I was raped, but thank God, because if I hadn't been raped by Harry, Harvey Weinstein, I wouldn't have the awesome life and the career that I have. Yeah, no, it's, uh, we live in such a self focused culture and I'm looking at myself on the screen. It's me too, a different kind of me too. So there's no, nobody has this nailed. But I think uh, abortion, we're what, at 62 million aborted children in our country, many of them from impoverished or minority women. There's so much juxtaposition of opposing ideas in our culture. On one life, one side, we have Black Lives Matter. And on the other side, we have the majority of these abortions have been from women of color. But anyway, I'm deep in the weeds now and I'm definitely going to get in trouble if I keep talking like this. <laughs> every every life has value and it I'm thankful indeed. for people who have the courage to stand up and say that. And we see that sometimes play out in movies as we go into our movie review that lives matter and people will put their lives and first responders will put their lives on the line in order to save just one life. And I want to talk about this life missing Yeah. Shall we watch the trailer? Let's watch the trailer because it'll make it a lot easier to talk about. To let the police handle this. I tried. I'm not giving up on my mom. Siri, call June. Mom, this is FaceTime. Oh, gosh. I need you to write a couple of things down. The car keys. I just said write it down. You're not writing it down. Kevin and I are headed to LAX, and we need you to pick us up on Monday. Keep your location on the entire time I'm away. No fun. Got it. Yeah, that's not what this movie's about. Hi, this is Grace Allen. Please leave a message. Mom? Where are you guys? My mom right, let's talk about her it. Trip. I don't know where she so, is. Oh, I'm calling about a about guest you had. I just potted you North. down. You're back. So we get most of this set up here. This is a story about a young woman named June. And 
her dad has died relatively recently and she and her mom moved across country and started a new life together. And her mom is dating this new guy who seems promising. And he says, hey, let's go to Columbia on vacation. And I'm like, oh, time out. I grew up in the 80s. I watched Miami Vice. <laughs> Nobody goes to Columbia on vacation. Okay, sorry, anybody from Columbia. I should take it back now. And so she's supposed to pick up her mom at the airport afterwards and she doesn't show up. And this young woman, after she gets done freaking out, we see how she really leverages technology in so many different ways to figure out what happened to her mom. And as you can see from this, the whole thing takes place in the frame of a laptop screen. So the entire movie is it's from that perspective. And it's really interesting. Like you might think, oh, that's going to get super annoying, super fast. But they actually managed to pull it off and it works pretty well. There's obviously there's some violence. There's some language. We saw the high school kids partying. Those are the main content issues. What I like about it, apart from the fact that it's a good techno thriller. This is a pretty well-made movie. It really rams home the reality that we're all leaving a digital footprint or and or we're all being surveilled. If you want to find information on somebody, there's all sorts of ways that you can do that because here we have an intrepid and really smart young woman who figures out what's happening, not to give up too much of the plot here. And That's she great, does but it it's also technology. creepy, isn't it? You know, it's great and it's creepy. And that's a good movie because I think a good movie will provoke us to a kind of looking at an issue a new way. And this movie should leave you uneasy. Okay. Um, and it does. And it's pretty entertaining. Another movie called The Sun. We'll take a look and listen to a bit of the trailer. You can't just show up here with no warning. Huge happened? something happen? Laura Dern. Yes. Nicholas has come to live with me, and he's improving, but he's a little fragile. Is that why you came to see me? You're blaming me for what happened? Anthony Hopkins. He's different from the others. What makes you say that? Why don't you answer me? I do answer you. The look in his eye is disturbing. She wants to turn us against one another. Blackman, there's so much joy in our family. I feel like a complete failure. If I'm like this, it's your fault. What have I done? What's my fault? Haven't I always done everything for you? I have the right to reinvent my life! It is my life! Everything okay at home? Yeah. Everything's fine. But is it? But is it? And since I can't hear the audio, I'm not sure what he said. <laughs> he said, everything is okay in my home. Everything's good, but is it? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. This is a story about a hard-charging New York City executive, Hugh Jackman. His name's Peter in the movie. And he has had an affair with this other woman, Beth, whom he's now with. He's gotten divorced from Laura Dern. I believe her name is Kate. And they have a son, a teenage son named Nicholas. And Nicholas is a wreck. Nicholas is depressed. Nicholas has been skipping school, which mom just finds out about. Nicholas is cutting, self self-harming. And Mom comes to Hugh Jackman's character and says, you got to do something. And at first, he's hit the reset button. He's left his wife. He left his son for the most part. And now he has this much younger woman and they have a child together. But he has to face the reality that his choices have been really damaging to his son. And so he tries to start helping Nicholas. And Guilty! 
thing. Unlike a lot of Hollywood movies, it really doesn't go very well. And it's not going well. And it's a movie that ultimately deals with suicide. I mean, you can connect the dots there in terms of where it goes. And it's a hard, but I think it's also a movie that reminds us that divorce and combined with our culture today, it leaves kids feeling isolated. It leaves them feeling broken. We often hear the old saw that, oh, kids are resilient. They bounce back. I'm like, that may be true. Sometimes kids do bounce back and they are resilient. But that doesn't mean that they haven't endured tremendous wounding along the way. And especially if you have gotten divorced, if you are a child of divorce, you know that the Bible describes divorce in violent terms. It says it it does a kind of violence and there are victims. And I think that this movie does a powerful job of illustrating that. But it is not a feel-good movie by any stretch of the imagination. Well, neither is the the subject matter. And neither is the fact that more children have killed themselves, even as young as age seven, than ever before in the history of mankind, taking their own lives. Let's think about it. Follow out our worldviews. We've all made mistakes. There is forgiveness and there is hope. But sometimes movies open the door to us being able to have that conversation. Can we end with a feel-good movie? Can we end with just a happy movie to a degree? Mostly. We're going to go with mostly as my final answer. Let's talk about living. Okay. You play the trailer? All right. I don't have the trailer for that. I've actually well, I pulled up my pick, which oh, is... Let's go with yours because yours is definitely happier even than living. Okay, let's do it. It's called Dog Gone. Holding! Yes, sir. The dog's just sitting here whining. He wants to play fetch. All right. Go get it. He needs to choose the stick. He needs to choose. Really? Gonker isn't any dog. Yep. He's my best friend. Everyone needs one soul who loves you because you are you. That's who Gonker was for me. And now he's lost. Oh, I loved this film. It was so endearing. College student gets a dog and while he's in college. His parents love him, but this kid, but they just think how irresponsible, you're irresponsible, but they end up falling in love with this dog, Gonker, who actually has a medical condition, they find out. Don- Gonker goes missing um, on the Appalachian, the Appalachian Trail. Trail. Yeah. And he only has 20 some days or something like that before he needs his medicine. And people come from all over. If you're watching the trailer biker gang, they're like, oh, we'll help you. And so it breaks down barriers. This story is a true story. It hit the AP. They were getting info from people all over and it is just a yep. sweet feel-good movie it helps it it helps you to understand the relationship that awkward time when your kids go to college and you want them to find your way and that finding respect and love for each other pride in your children i love this film what do you have to say about it <clears throat> no i did too other than i think a smattering of profanities. There's hardly any content at all, especially for a Netflix movie. It almost felt like an old school Disney movie in some ways. And it's not really a dog movie, really. Obviously the dog is gone and they managed to like recruit everybody on the Eastern seaboard to try to find this lost pup. And I will simply say, I guess this is a spoiler, 
we're not in old yeller territory at the end. No, no. So and you it, don't have to worry about happened. having a case of Kleenex at the ready. But this is a movie about a father and a son. And if you're a father, if you're a son, frankly, if you're a parent, I'm not sure that the gender matters. The teenage and young adult years are hard. Yep. And trying to keep those communication channels open, even when you feel like you're doing the best job you can. I know with my 14-year-old daughter, I connect pretty well with my 16-year-old son, but sometimes I get sideways with my daughter and I want to bridge the gap and I can't. And so there's some of that I think illustrated here, but we see Rob Lowe's the father. We see that neither dad nor son are really the bad guy here. They've both got some, they've both been a little bit judgy of each other and they have a lot to learn about each other. So it's, I think it's, it's a so really nice movie. Too. Yeah. Okay. But one, here's my about it. And you're going to love this. If you're of the more woke variety, as much as I come against the extreme woke culture, you can't help but watch this film and go, yeah, that's white privilege right there. Who has that much time to take off work? It's not just white privilege. Just say rich privilege because it doesn't matter what right. color your skin is. But it's Rob Lowe privilege, right? Dude, who has that much time to take off and do a road trip with your kid just to find a dog, right? And put right. all well, of that effort out. <laughs> I think that I have eight weeks of vacation right now. But it's because I have so much work that I can never afford to take vacation time. So it just stacks up. And would so, you take all of that vacation just to find your dog? Where's he at? Winston? Oh, I got to go. He's gone. No, <laughs> I, I probably would, honestly. Okay. If that's okay. what it took. And if I had the privileged ability to do that, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> but right, fair he's enough. also our first He's our first dog, so maybe not the second dog. I hear you. Uh, Here, hold on for just a minute. Hold on for just a minute. <laughs> hey, as you're watching, we're going to be looking at another film called Moonrise, which is a delightful film. Oh, look at that. Okay, who wouldn't take eight weeks off for that? Come that on. Then. Oh, you are a dumpling right there. So the only thing that's as almost as precious as a dog movie is a horse movie. And I was just mentioning Moonrise, which is a it's like a Hallmark film and a faith adjacent film. It has good music. It's well acted. I really loved Moonrise. Let's talk about that next week. But in the meantime, in just a moment, we're going to talk with one of the actresses from the film rose bianco get a little insight into how this film actually was such a blessing to her now it's not a christian film but she says it's the most christian uh cast that she's ever been surrounded with and so it's going to be really interesting hey thank you can i plug one thing real quick plug away i also interviewed granger smith who's a country artist and he is a christian And he plays the main role, and that will be on the Plugged In show, I think, in the episode that drops in two weeks. So That's going to be good. He did a great job. You can't always do those crossovers. He did it just fine. Adam, thank you for joining me. God bless you. My Michelle Live Entertainment Review. 
Thank you for joining us as entertainment review rolls on. There's a movie, you are seeing it pop up. They're doing one of the best jobs at marketing this movie, Moonrise, on social media, on commercials, on pop-up ads. So it has gained a lot of interest. It's the kind of movie that... Yeah, just feel good about watching. I recently viewed it, and I have with us Rose Bianco, who is in the film. You see her beautiful face. It is quite familiar. Cobra Kai, many other movies, classically trained actress, producer, and an all-around beautiful person because everything that I've seen on you just shows that you have such a heart. I am delighted to have you, Rose, and I'm interested in how you put so much heart. Is that part of your passion in acting? Oh, my goodness. What an intro. It is my, okay, in in acting, there's a thing called essences. And a person whose essence is maternal, which is mine is, and open-hearted. But also, so it's, it could be drama and comedy because I have that same kind of maternal, but with little jokes. Because that's part of being in the maternal mode, right? If you don't have a sense of humor, your children will literally drive you crazy. And they may have already. And so there's humor in that as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just said maternal is just one thing, but warm and kind. And I guess I'm just warm and kind. And I just emanate that. And those are the kind of roles I get. And if I were a little bit, if I was able to be a little sharper maybe and a little bit more professional and more business-like or something i get other types of roles but i get my roles often reflect like who i am and we need that we need that that kindness in our world so you reflecting that in a role and specifically in moonrise which is as our audience has seen the trailer And you get this sense that Moonrise is all of the essence of a really good Hallmark film, maybe a faith-adjacent film that that mirrors values that we hold dear in America that somehow have maybe slipped away a little bit, that may have, we feel like we've lost our way in our country. Hollywood, additionally, Rose, I was looking and talking to our audience about them losing millions upon millions of dollars in 2022. In fact, if I remember the number we just quoted was like 5 billion and Disney alone, Disney alone was 1.2 of that. How is that possible? I think it's because we've gone away from the things that people value the most, but I'd like your thoughts on it being in the industry. I did not know those numbers. It's interesting. I think that you may be right. People want to be so edgy or so many shows and I'm not trying to be judgmental or anything but a lot of the shows they just give me agita <laughs> they just make me not feel good yeah. I'm not saying everything needs to be a feel-good movie but they just don't have something that you can take home with ah, you yes yeah that you can empathize with, that you can understand the situation that's happening. And drama was created to, to basically give people an opportunity to view their own selves on the screen and get understanding of the human condition. That's like dr- drama, the history of drama, right? 
And there's so many things that have nothing to do with anything that we have any understanding of, nothing that we want to aspire to, nothing that we want to hold dear. It may so, be politics as well. Politics has seeped its way into everything. And sometimes our world and the things that we're dealing with don't have to do with politics. And we don't want to always be preached to. It doesn't help us. And it's unrelatable. And as you said, you use the word edgy. I think we do like to be edgy and to get that message out. But somewhere we lose such a big portion of our society that's just trying to get through their day, dealing with real life issues like Moonrise brings up, death of a spouse, dealing with loss, trying to find your way again, finding your passion, finding your, refinding your voice, and maybe finding mm-hmm. faith. All of those things. I think that ultimately most, I think most people are on a journey of that of finding peace and understanding and ultimately faith, whatever they, however they want to characterize. That's an important part of life. And this movie, it's really interesting that you said it was like a Hallmark movie, faith adjacent. I I think it is definitely faith adjacent, but we don't preach. It's a story of a man who is at a crossroads and he is like, he needs to, change his ways or he's going to have a miserable life and his children are going to, he's going to be estranged from his children. And he needs to confront his own issues. I don't know how else to put it, but he's in, he's on a bad road right now. And I think a lot of people might recognize that. And, yeah. and it's just a beautiful film and Ranger. Oh, the, unbelievable. Stunning. The cinematography actually is, I'll just say it, it's well beyond the budget. It really is. You cannot write, and you're a producer, you can't write into the plan a spectacular blow-your-mind sunset. That just is something that has to happen. And it happened for this film, some of the stunning views. One of the lines of the film is, this is the prettiest place, this side of heaven. And you get that sense in the film. You have horses, you have kids, you have adults, you have, you touch on everything that is important to our culture and and moonrise does it beautifully your role plays a vital part as you said bringing that maternal loving kind of guidance and that's a that was in my opinion a harder role than it would seem on surface because it, as in real life you want to be there for the people you love. How do you do that without being preachy, without overplaying your hand? And you show that kind of balance and restraint in the role. Thank you. Thank you. I think that being a mother helped me to understand how to talk, well, in particular to the lead and his situation, because you don't want to push your children away but you want them to understand, but you can't get up in their face and you can't, you just have to tell them some truths in a way that they can digest it. I don't know. 
And wouldn't it be nice in real life if our lives came with scripts that could help us as well? Right, right. (laughs) It'd be so great. Another aspect of the movie that I appreciated that I think our audience will may not really notice is that there is a biracial element to the film that is not in your face biracial. Now, what I mean by that is a lot of what Hollywood has tried to do is show such diversity that it becomes overdone it's not a true representation of life and moonrise it's there and you probably won't even notice it it just looks like america i appreciated that as a non-typically white woman in hollywood did you notice that did you appreciate that i i guess i noticed because it's not it's i think it was true to life to the situation that it was in and I had to, I honestly, I thought about just like a housekeeper and I don't want to always play roles like that because I played plenty of roles like that. But when I read the script and I saw the character, I said, well, she's no normal, she's no normal housekeeper. She is a part of the family. This is where she lives and works. I personally was looking forward to spending a month in the Texas countryside. Imagine. So I felt absolutely this was so true to life. This situation was true to life. The gentleman who played my husband, Wally, um, was Caucasian, I guess you might say. And I loved that. That's so normal. That's so normal in Texas. Yeah, it is. So I felt, and the crew too, by the way, completely, it wasn't, it wasn't diverse for the purpose of showing the numbers to the suits or something. It just was. And a lot of the people are from Texas. And so there's a lot of maybe Hispanics and, and it just was. America. It's America. That's what America really does look like. Sometimes Hollywood may get so caught up in what it looks like on Wilshire Boulevard that they don't realize that the rest of America is pretty darn diverse and we do it pretty well. Another thing I wanted to ask, and this is one of my favorite I love that things. you're asking that as a Latina woman yourself. I yeah. mean that Yes. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite questions to ask is the things that we don't get to see as the audience. And I swear to you, I do this so much. And when I talk to people who either have faith themselves or they're in a movie that's faith adjacent, there seems to be a deeper meaning and a deeper purpose. And it just is amazing. Almost, if you could say, miraculous. But there are behind-the-scenes stories that are just amazing. I can't believe this happened. And this was such an amazing moment that we never really get to hear. And you must have at least one of those that when you're sitting around with your family at Thanksgiving and they say, oh, this is my auntie and she's a famous actress. So tell us about the movie you were just on. What story would you pull out? Boy, you've got me on the spot. I, nothing <laughs> forward happened. It was a pretty happy cast. It was the most Christian cast I think I've ever been in, in and in the true sense of the word, in terms of everybody was so kind and so sweet and so supportive of me because I had recently, my husband had recently died at the time. Oh. And it was a pretty difficult time and everybody supportive and just almost circled around me sometimes I could just feel that I could feel that people were seeing me and holding me in their hands the director Vicky she was so sweet 
And by the way, this story is a little bit based on something that happened in her own life. It's a little bit fact-based, but it's so universal. The gentleman who is heartbroken and doesn't know how to go forward in his life. And so even that, like, I could take that into myself and see how I was able to find the faith to to move on and be good with life. And so Rose, you're saying that not just you being able to take what you experienced and to put it in the role so that it can be useful to others, that maybe mm-hmm. this role, that maybe there was some divine intervention in bringing you to this yes, role. Yes, there that was divine that. intervention in having me get role at that time in my life. Wow. That's absolutely the truth. And so I guess that is the story that I would say, God put this role in my path and I needed it. I needed to get away from my house because it was just the ghosts in my house. And it was just, it was the perfect thing to do at that time. That's so, amazing. Wonderful. And that's what I'd love for you to keep in mind as you watch Moonrise. You really need to enjoy this movie with your family. It is truly a family movie. It is engaging. It is really well acted the music i love country music i just do but that music come on and the lyrics you can get lost in the lyrics how often does that happen in the age of oh baby come on it is really good stuff there that's granger all the way he's amazing amazing (laughs) that was great did you get a few concerts while you were there yes of course i mean it was all part of the movie yeah Part of the movie was standing in the venue and watching the concert and going, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> It's good stuff. It's America right there. Rose, I am just delighted to have spent this time with you. You made time for me today in the middle of the week. I appreciate it. Our audience appreciates it. And I know they're going to be even so much more engaged in Moonrise because we've gotten to talk about it and see that inside view. Thank you for all that you do because in your roles, Rose, you do see a light. And I, I have been a fan of yours for a long time because of that. Thank you for what you do. I appreciate you. you. I appreciate I you. Appreciate and thank you for watching and listening to men. God bless you. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.